This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend Natalie Poucher, coming to you hot from my bed because I am sick as a dog. Um, the episode was already going to be late as it is, but then uh, we got home from our little camping trip, which I will tell you about, and. Piper got a little sick towards the end and then she totally gave it to me. And now I am just, um, looking at a nightstand that is covered in medications and teas and water and all the things, but I'm going to try to do a little quick recap for you guys. I know it's a big week, um, because it is two weeks out from the IUI, um, insemination procedure, whatever you want to call it. So here we go. A few days ago, we went to, um, where do we go? We went to, we flew into Idaho and then we drove to Oregon because that is where Riley's dad lives. He lives in a little city called Baker and, um, a little town called Baker and, um, and we stayed at his dad's house for the first night and saw some family, which was really fun. And, um, the next day we sort of just like packed up all of our stuff. We went into, there's a whole foods right there. So we went and loaded up everything for camping. Mind you, I really have never, I mean, maybe I, I have a really bad memory. I'm sure I've camped like once or something before, but you know, growing up, I was talking to Riley about this. I, we didn't grow up camping. We didn't grow up, you know, doing these outdoorsy type of things. I was raised, you know, on in a desert in Las Vegas um, for 14 years of my life and then came to California and then sort of stayed here ever since. But um, we were just not really like outdoorsy people. So, yeah, I was raised really just, you know, in a desert. And I was there for 14 years in Las Vegas. And so we just weren't used to ever really, you know, doing outdoorsy, campy type thing. That just was not our family. Um, and so going and doing this trip, I thought was really a part of me. Honestly, I just didn't want to go. I think just with this whole IUI thing, I was very emotional um, or 
I, yeah, I would say emotional, but, but more maybe hormonal. Um, I think it was the progesterone that really is just like the thrown me off. Um, and so I was just not really feeling up to going camping and really just, you know, not that I'm against being one with nature. I think it's great and all, but you know, having to like sit in a camper and shit in a camper and, you know, pee in the woods and like not get good sleep. I'm a light sleeper. Like a girl can hear a bird or a coyote or whatever, like miles away. Okay. I should have been an animal. Um, my ears are insane. And so I am such a light sleeper. And on top of that, I didn't know what the sleeping arrangement was going to be. I didn't know what the hell camping entailed. Like, I don't know. Do I bring card games? Do I bring, am I bringing sweatpants? Am I bringing workout clothes? Am I like, what are we doing? How, what do I bring food? Do I bring plates? Like, I don't know. I just, and maybe that's part of like my control freak situation, but I just sort of had to let it go on this one. Um, because yeah, I almost didn't go on the trip. Cause I was like, you know, maybe you and Piper just go. And I was like, no, I'll get FOMO and I'll want to be there and, and be with them. So anyway, flew into Idaho and then from Idaho to Oregon. Um, flight was easy, had a stop in Sacramento and, um, Piper was great. You know, as long as she has snacks and her iPad, the girl is golden. Uh, so we get to his dad's house, have a nice dinner. And then the next day we pack up the trucks and we head up the mountain, which is about 40 minutes from where his dad lives. And it's hunting season again, you know, <laughs> not something I was raised with or, and around, but Riley was for years, you know, that's, I think he like shot his first elk or something when he was like 10 or nine, but like shot something else when he was like seven or six, like it, like, you know, at a super young age, but this is just what you do. And I've been learning so much <laughs> with this family and it's honestly fascinating, but him and I just came from such different worlds. Um, and it's interesting because he's so different now. And, and I think a part of it for him was like, he knew that he wanted to get out of that world, um, appreciates where he came from, but he didn't want to, that, that wasn't the end all be all for him. Um, so, but I think now having Piper and going back, he really appreciates, you know, his upbringing and, and loves that Piper can also, you know, see and, and peek into, to that world as well. Um, so it's hunting season. Everyone has tags. You basically get tags. You have to like bid for them. Um, and for those of you that know this already, I'm sorry, let me just tell the people that don't because <laughs> I, I was one of those. Um, so they have different tags for different, um, like for different parts of like the hunting season. So some are for rifles, some are for like, uh, bows and like to kill the animals. Some are, um, for, um, um, just like different ways of, of basically hunting. Okay. And, um, and then you have one for, um, elk 
one for deer, one for all these other things. <clears throat> because there are obviously different animals in the forest. I don't know how, I don't know how basic I need to go here. Okay. But, um, so everyone had a tag and you know, it's funny. I was not funny, but I was, I, I guess I ask so many fucking questions. They're like, Natalie, shut the fuck up. They probably, actually they don't. I think they actually enjoy speaking about it because they already know that information. So I think maybe having someone who doesn't understand that world and asking it like, you know, it makes them have to talk about it and, and explain things. Um, so, so, um, and I wonder where Piper gets her from. Why, 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 why? So I was, uh, asking them about, oh, so where, when we went, it was about, it was like bows and they were like, oh yeah, it's like a, like a bow and arrow kind of thing. And I'm, and I'm thinking like old school, which I found out there is a season for old school bow and arrows. The ones that they have now are like way more high tech and they have like all these gadgets and all these, you know, ways of being able to detect the animal and see it and how to shoot, whatever. So I asked them, well, we're in the middle of nowhere. And mind you, like we're driving up this mountain and, um, you know, I guess for them, and, and, and he did say this, he's like it, his brother, he was like, you just, you start to learn like your surroundings and you start to learn, you know, the mountain and all this stuff. Cause I was like, how do you guys know, you know, one tree from the other and one little street and one little thing from the other? Cause they're like, oh yeah, pass the shrub and pass this tree and then make a right. And then you're going to go to the left of the Creek. And then, and I'm like, what in the, what is happening? I can barely get on the 405 and the 55 without getting lost. Like what? What? So, so he was, so we're going up this, you know, the mountain and, and we're following them. I'm like, God, how does he remember to get here? It's just like little, these little roads and, you know, just wild. So we get there though. Um, and I was like, okay, there's nobody around here. Like there is, I, we didn't see a car. We didn't see anything. Um, so I was like, you know, how would they know if you shot a gun to kill the elk versus, you know, your bow? Like, why not just use the easier one? That way you, you get what you want. But apparently there's a lot of laws and rules and there are very like severe, um, repercussions if you do uh step out of those and so it's like if you did you know shoot a gun and you know anyone were to find out i mean you like it's really bad and by the way you can't like you could get before back in the day you would get the death penalty if you just like went up and just shot a cow i was like the death penalty yeah it used to be really but it still is like you would get jail time excuse me, you would get jail time right now if you just went up and and killed any sort of cattle or anything. So I just, it's it was all very interesting. Stitch Fix totally gets me. Yes, I have a stylist. She's a fashion expert who shops for me and knows exactly what I like and what I don't, what will fit me and 
she sends me basically pieces in my budget and in my price range. She just makes shopping easier. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your taste and collaborate with you on looks that you love without breaking the bank. You simply share your style, your sizes, your budget with a quick style quiz and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. With your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home, keep what you like, and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles, so no matter what season of life, life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a fresh, a, <laughs> a refresh, as needed or set it and forget it with regular fixes you're in full control and honestly you know when i did this i was a little hesitant because i was like okay are they really going to get my style like are they really going to get my by the way my my sizing properly um and when i did it i mean they ask you such like specific questions that i'm telling you when you get that box you're like holy crap I, yes i have a stylist like i can i can actually say i have a stylist and i am obsessed with it stitch fix um right now is giving us the best deal and thanks to them they just get me and they're going to get you too so try today at stitchfix.com slash humble and you're going to get 25 percent off when you keep everything in your fix okay that's stitchfix.com slash humble for 25 percent off stitchfix.com slash humble. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we had some great moments. Piper, I was posting as always, and um, there's a picture of Piper that's, she's just covered in dirt. And like, I honestly, okay, this is, this is the reality. This stuff isn't for me really, you know, like I'm just not like a let's get down and dirty kind of girl. I, you know, I'm good. Like I, I don't like I don't need to do that like and it's and there are awesome moments of like just being one with you know nature and having the trees surrounding you and like like all of that is amazing like I that part I actually do love I love the stillness I love the quiet I love seeing the stars and being like like you can hear the like the birds and the Although, like, the little 
things. Fine. Okay. This is where the shit that I can't handle. I can't handle dirt in my shoes all day. I can't handle like not being able to shower my ass or brush my teeth or get good sleep or like, you know, like fundamentals (laughs) of surviving and being okay. Like if I don't get good sleep just here in California in my little bed, then I do not do well. So all of these other elements was just really, it was pushing me out of my comfort zone. And mind you, I'm a trooper. I don't complain. I go with the flow. I, you know, I do it. I'll complain on the way home once no no one's around. But while I'm there, I fucking take it like a champion. And, um, and also seeing Piper being so happy was, you know, it was, it was nice, but like, she also got filthy dirty. Why you ask? Okay. So where we camped was on dirt, a little bit of grass things here and there, whatever, but it was mainly dirt. And, um, we also camped on a cemetery. Yes. A cemetery. And while for some is that's so cool. Uh, I have a daughter who like is terrified of creepy things, but also so intrigued by it and is probably some sort of like, has like a sixth sense of some like spirits and things. Um, you know, I swear she had an exorcism when she was like two. So yeah, like I think she's more sensitive to the spirits and the other world. And so my dumbass told her that it was a cemetery. I didn't shy away from it because you know why? This is the thing about my parenting skills and my style. Not my skills, sorry. I did not use that term right. It's my style. Um, I am very much a you ask and I will tell you. Um, unless it's something that's like really, really like I she just doesn't need to know that, then I won't. But like for the most part, you know. Like, I'll change my tampon in front of her because she's in the bathroom and mama got, has got to go and she's got shit to do. I'm not going to always shy away. And then she's 14. Like, ah, why am I bleeding? You know, like, no, she's going to know. She's going to be around. She's going to see it. I want her to. I don't I don't I don't baby talk her. I don't. We don't and Riley doesn't either. Like, we just sort of tell her how it is and we speak to her and treat her, you know, like a mature little human. And so. Um. So when she asked about the cemetery, I told her and I was like, you know, this is a cemetery. And she's like, you know, what does that mean? I go, this, that means that, you know, people who died get buried here. And, you know, there was a lot of, well, why do they get buried there? And why did they die? And, um, you know, there was a, a, a grave that, um, like a stone head that said, um, I think it was Mina and she was, it was from 1910 to 1913. She was three. That part I kept out of the story <laughs> because that she would have, she would have lost her shit. She would have been like, am I going to die? Am I sick? Am I going to be buried here? You know, the questions would have just, I, I just couldn't. So I'm not going to lie. She asked a lot of questions. And then after that, 
she was kind of sad. Like she had, she would have like her really fun moments. And then all of a sudden she would just like get really sad. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, I like noticeably sad. And she goes, why they die? Like, why, why they buried here? Why, why, why cemetery? Like why cemetery? You know, just all the questions. And I, you know, again, would have to go through it all, talk about it, how we were celebrating their life. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I just was making up things at that point. I'm like, we're celebrating. Like, I don't know. I just had to like, I had to make it positive somehow. And then weirdly, I'll get back to everything else. But then weirdly, like the second day, I think, no, no, no. We were packing up to leave on Sunday and all of these, um, all these people and their little, like, not four wheelers, but like things like that, like really cool little things side by sides. Maybe, I don't know. They, they drive up. There's like five of them and, um, and they are all in like camo and, and they come out. And mind you, we're like, still, we're like packing and then no one, like no one acknowledges anyone. And I'm like, is this like a forest thing? Is this like, a, is this like a tap? Like, what is that? Why isn't anyone saying hi or like, hi, why are you here? And so I, you know, being ch- chatty McChatster and Piper, we're like, oh, sorry. I'm just like all over the place now. So it was on this trip. It was Riley, myself, Piper, his dad his dad's wife and then Riley's brother, his wife and and his two kids. They also brought two horses, a goat, a dog. And I think that was it for the animals, but like, it was like a farm. Okay. It was lots going on. So when the people drive up, they see a goat, they see the horse. I mean, the, yeah, they see the the horse, they see the, the, the dogs or dog and Piper, right? And so we're like, no one is saying anything. Everyone's literally fucking ignoring each other. And so I'm like, hi, you know, like I walk over and I'm like, hi, I don't know. I don't know. Is this not okay? I don't know. So I walk up and I was like, hi. And Piper, of course, is like, um, you know, like, oh, I love her. And I was like, Piper, you don't love her. You know, like, don't, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But she was like, oh, I love her. She's like, and, and the girl was like, oh, she's so sweet. And they were all very lovely, very nice. It's like, oh my God, you have a goat. Oh my God, you have a horse. And they thought it was mine. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm from here. So, so, so I'm, they start to walk to the cemetery and they're take, and the cemetery is basically surrounded by this. It's, it's a way of, um, there's logs. There's a term for this because they were talking about it, but there were logs that were basically um, stacked a certain way in order for it to become a barrier. And I forgot the term, but they, they explained what the term was, this, this type of barrier. They used it a lot back in the day um, to make fences and, and whatnot. So it was like a version of a fence. So they were basically moving the wood pieces to get into the cemetery and go pay their respects. Um, and Piper was very curious, like, why are they in the cemetery? And I was like, see, 
we're cel they're celebrating their life. They're coming to see their family. They're they and there was one that was like fully decked out in like colors and lights and at night it would like shine and um and it looked because it looked like it was a newer obviously um like a burial site versus the other ones from like 1900s but I'm assuming that this is where um you know these families I didn't I, I was gonna ask them but I was like that's probably a little too intrusive but I was so curious as to like why here what happened? What's the story on this whole like 1900s? I mean, can you imagine? I did get a little backstory about why that area. I guess that there was a lot of, um, there was not a lot of people, obviously. And the, being able to get to doctors was just, you know, it was like towns and towns away. So when, when people got sick, normally the children, they didn't survive. And so this was an area that they would just basically drive up to and created this, you know, this, this cemetery for them. Um, but not a lot of people lived in this little town. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, now that I'm home and have internet, I want to look up this little town and, and see if I can find uh, more about it. But anyways, so they came up, they paid their respects and, um, and then they were on their way and, and they were gone. Um, again, zero words between anyone else. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what else did we do? So Piper got filthy dirty because of the dirt and she was kicking a ball. And so the dirt was just flying everywhere. And then she would touch the ball and then she would touch her face and then she would touch everything. I mean, I just, at first I wanted to die a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? I got to just like, let it go. And her immune system's going to be great. And <laughs> like, you know, she's, she's a kid. Let her be a kid. It's going to be great for her imagination. Um, yeah, we definitely got sick that she got sick that night. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it wasn't from the dirt, but just like all the things. Um she was she started to sniffle that night. The sleeping arrangements were interesting. There was two trailers. One was his dad's, one was his brother's. His dad had, you know, a little queen bed situation and then um and then I think the the his couch turns into like a twin and then the brother had a queen situation and then his he had two bunkers one above the other and then the um the little kitchenette turned into a bed as well so plenty of space for all of us um they were very kind and they let us sleep with piper in like the bigger sort of you know the master suite call it uh which was probably like a queen but like sort of risen up to you know you can't sit up you you're like nice and tight in there um but we all slept there us three and then his brother and his wife slept on like the little twin um uh what's it called like the kitchenette and then the boys each of the boys had like their own little bunker um very tight not comfortable um and not fun. That part I will say just flat out not fun. I I don't enjoy camping for this reason. Um none of us slept, well we Riley and I did not sleep. We maybe slept 2 hours the entire trip. Uh Piper was kicking and moaning all night. Um and then had an accident 
the first night. So Riley and the boys were going hunting and they basically leave at like five in the morning and they come back around like nine thirty ten 10 uh, for breakfast and, and all that. So they left. And as soon as Riley left, Piper and I are like cuddling, sleeping. And then I smell the pee smell. And if you've ever slept with kids or anyone or a drunk person, anyone, uh, when they, when, when you just smell, get a whiff of piss in the middle of the night, um, it's disgusting. And I, it was still dark out. It was freezing. And then all night, all night, both nights, um, there was a little chipmunk and it was just like this scratching at the fucking roof of this trailer and and mind you we are you know inches away from the outside and it was just it was pretty much it could have been just scratching my face at this point like it might as well have and in my eardrum and everything because it was it was all night and like the brother even got up one night to go and try to fucking shoo them off he couldn't couldn't they are they were relentless little chipmunks alvin and the chipmunks just just scratching at my ear so that was happening it was freezing cold it was pitch black and she had pissed so i had to um just figure out a way to get her at least out of the wet clothes in the dark while everyone's sleeping and, um, yeah, I, it was, it was, um, it was great. And so I had to change her. We had to cuddle up in another little corner where we weren't going to be surrounded by pee and still smelled like piss. Um, and we barely slept. She slept. I didn't sleep, but she slept a little bit. And so, yeah, like that stuff was very, very difficult. Um, and then after she got super dirty, they, they luckily had a generator to, to get some hot water. So we gave her like the fastest rinse ever, but just like quickly rinsed her off and, and she was fine. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing was very interesting. Mind you, on top of that, um, I am over here just trying to figure out like, you know, am I pregnant? Am I not pregnant? And all of that. So, so just so much. Um, but of course I did take uh, my pregnancy test with me and I tested while I was out there. So I don't mean to leave you hanging, but I'm going to leave you hanging because I'm going to pick up on this next week when I have, um, so much more information and, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to leave you with. Sorry. Cliffhanger. Um, love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for dealing with my sickness, um, and podcasting from bed. I literally couldn't even get up to, um, grab my machines because my body is aching and I am dying. (laughs) So thank you again. Love you all very much. And I will, um, see you next week and we will, we'll just, you know, we're going to, We're going to talk about all of it. So love you all. Thank you. Remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.